Right, because the last thing I need is some Tesla robot to be calling me a monkey. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We want to definitely welcome you back. This is episode 140 of the Snob OS Show. So we want to definitely thank all those for hanging in there with us for so long. 140 doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, we're looking back. We've done a lot of shows, so we definitely want to. Thank y'all for rocking with us so long. And like I said, we're going to get right into the show. We start off every show with a lowdown where we talk all things Apple. And of course, uh, we can't let this week go by without letting you know that the September event is actually official. Apple sent out all of the invites for the latest Apple show, which will be September 14th, which if you're listening to this on Friday, which would be next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So I don't know when Pacific Mountain Time Central, all I know is it's going to be on after lunch on September 14th. Uh, and we will get to see all of the things that Apple has been waiting to release. Um, and I believe on last week's episode, I called this. I do believe I said on last week's episode, we'll get the uh, invite on Tuesday. The following Tuesday, we will have the event. I, I, don't, I need to be a leaker now. Oh, you know? my goodness. Because, um, you know, even though it is September and the event is usually the beginning of September, mm-hmm. it's not really a shocker. No, but, it's not. Um, but all of these other leakers, they claim their leaks, so I'm going to claim mine too. Uh, well, maybe, well, maybe you need insider. to be a maybe you need to be an Apple analyst like some of these cats out here. I'm going <laughs> to be an Apple insider because I know all the things, even though it's their typical schedule. But yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Apple did a little bit more with their uh, invites this time. You know, I think for the past maybe a year or two, they have been sending out invites. But if you go to their website and you've got a AR augmented reality compatible device, like an iPhone or an iPad, you can actually do something cool with the actual invite via augmented reality. Well, this time they did something a little bit different that I, I, I don't remember on previous invites to where if you had a compatible device, you're looking, you click the, the augmented reality portion. It will put like a, I won't say life size, but an actual physical, um, icon, logo, image or whatever that you can actually see. Oh, that's cool. Well, this time, if you actually held your phone up to the augmented reality icon and actually on your phone, you could actually go into the augmented reality Apple logo. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And if you get close enough, you'll hear some audio and you'll actually get the actual date, September 14th. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Something new that I hadn't seen on the previous augmented reality Apple invites. So yeah, um, other- the previous ones, they Wait. normally do like um, a video animation of right, the Apple right. logo, like with the spring loaded, they had all the different colors that we eventually came to see were the IMAX in different colors and they kind of swirled and they formed the Apple logo. Like mm-hmm. you said, on this particular one, you kind of got like a horizon 
and it seemed it the the Apple logo had like a glow around it mm-hmm. and a little glow under it. So it was kind of like hovering. And if you zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, it was kind of like you were going into, into the actual logo, the logo that, right. to, to see the date and to kind of get the background filled. So definitely they switched it up from some of the previous, you know, kind of Easter eggs for the invite. Yeah, hopefully they'll actually use augmented reality a little bit more than just invites. <laughs> you know, we're, we're still waiting with bated breath on that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, future's coming. So um, uh, some of the things that we suspect or have been rumored or leaked, uh, of course, the iPhone 13 is what they're going to announce, which, again, that's not a shocker. They do that every year, September. Um, mm-hmm. The Apple Watch 7 will be the latest version of the Apple Watch. Of course, you know, rumors are that it's going to have more of a squared look on the Apple Watch, similar mm-hmm. to the iPhone. Uh, supposedly and with a, a bigger big, screen. Yes, and with a bigger screen um, for the Apple Watch 7. Uh, there's been rumors to where they're going to, whether or not they're going to add uh, blood pressure, blood glucose level monitoring. I mm-hmm. think the consensus is they won't. It'll just be a little bit faster. It'll be a little bit bigger and it'll have that new boxed uh, design. Um, what we don't know is if they're going to launch any sort of iPads or AirPods. Um, all the rumors point to that they will. But um, again, we don't know. But if they do, it'll be, I don't know, the newest, latest model of iPad. I don't know if they're going to launch any sort of iPad Air or iPad Pro, but then the AirPods, maybe we'll get an AirPods Pro version two and then maybe a newer, like the lower version AirPods. I think that'll be version three for the regular AirPods and then version two for the AirPods Pro. And then in addition to that, they're going to officially announce iOS 15. Uh, maybe typically they've announced iOS 15 a week after they actually release it. And then later on that week is when we actually get the devices. Uh, same thing with watch OS eight and then Mac OS Monterey will be the Mac version that they release or announce uh, that. And then they'll let us know when those will actually be available. So I guess out of all of that, what are you looking forward to the most? No, no word of actual Macs. Uh, this is just me speaking. I think they're going to, hold a Mac event in October just to get us ready for, yeah, for uh shopping Friday, season. Right. Yeah. Right. Christmas, so, yeah. but again, we don't know. They may, I mean, do a full. Hopefully they'll full, surprise us. Right. Right. Cause I definitely, if you can hear, I don't know if you can hear, if I'll be real quiet, you can hear my Mac and my MacBook <laughs> fan. So I'm definitely, definitely, you know, what I would be looking forward to would be an actual Mac announcement, but I'll, I'll let you tell out of the things that we've kind of talked about, what are you looking forward to the most? So my Apple card is ready for the Apple watch seven. It's also ready for hopefully AirPod pro twos and it is ready for AirPod pro. Okay. Um, and if they go ahead and are ready to, to bless us with the larger M one MacBook pros, I am ready for that too. So Apple is about to take all of my coinage. Right, right. Same here. I'll probably get the newer iPhone. I'll probably get the newer Apple Watch. And then I'll wait and see what they do 
with the mechs if they announce them during this event or if they wait till later on in October. So that's pretty much the run up for all of the uh, uh, September event for Apple. Definitely check back in with us next week. Uh, we just got the email from Tom and them that they want us Over on DTNS. Yes. So they definitely will probably be on DTNS on the actual uh, event day after it actually wraps to kind of do a recap. And then you can check us on our show the day after that, kind of going over a little bit more in depth, all the stuff that Apple announced at the September event. Uh, speaking of some of the um, things that Apple will be announcing, um, we kind of already know that the Apple Watch 7 will be coming, but there have been rumors that there will be a delay of the Apple Watch Series 7. So we don't know if they're going to A, announce the Apple Watch version 7 at the event next week and say it won't be available till October, or they won't even announce the Apple Watch 7 and then they'll wait to a later date because of all these rumored delays. What I'm hoping they'll do is um, this is just fodder for Apple to like trump up um Publicity. Uh, yeah, publicity, which they always do every year, every year, every year. Apple something is in short supply. And what that does is it gets us at a fever pitch and a frenzy. Right. So we can go ahead and jump on these things as soon as possible, which I will do because I'm definitely looking forward to the Apple Watch Series 7. Um, like I said, um, according to the rumors, a uh, new report says the watches might ship in small quantities while some models might not be available straight away. Uh, again, there have been re recent reports that Apple Watch design, the newer design, is causing manufacturing problems for Apple suppliers. Again, we don't know if that's all kind of like rumors to get everybody drummed up or if it's actually the truth. A real what thing. Is, right, or the real thing. Uh, what it sounds like is if this is actually true, two things will happen. Um, they will announce the Apple Watch Series 7 and it only be small quantities. Or they'll announce and or they'll uh, uh, announce the Apple Watch Series 7, but certain models like the titanium ones or the ceramic ones or different colors may not be available at the time they actually announce it. They'll announce maybe like the, the basic version, the aluminum, the aluminum case, but then all the other versions, you'll have to wait a little bit later. So we'll definitely see if that's the case. Hopefully, like I said, uh, this is just fodder. Because I definitely want one, but nevertheless, I'll be making sure I'm refreshing that screen yep. <laughs> to make sure I get one. <laughs> and then uh, next up, um, we kind of talked about it in the pre-show. We talked about the whole beef between Kanye and Drake. For those who don't know, they both announced or released their latest albums. Everybody's back and forth, jawing at each other, whether you're in Drake's camp or you're in Kanye's camp. But basically, both of them, Drake being the, the most recent one, have uh, set and uh, busted Apple Music Streaming Records. So for Drake, who just recently announced his album titled uh, Certified Lover Boy, it's got the, all the icons of the pregnant emojis, which I thought is so that's so Drake. It's so Drake. It's so Drake. He's right. such a cornball, but he knows he's a cornball and he knows how to get the people talking because literally everybody had their own version 
of, of this these, album club. Uh, they had right. billboards. Everybody had posts and tweets. He knows how to get the how to get the girls going, so to speak. Right, right, right. So basically, you know, when Kanye announced his album, what is it? I, I guess it'd be a week and a half, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, uh, titled Donda. It had broke this um, 60 million streams in the first 24 hours of availability when Kanye released Donda. And then a week after that, when Kanye announced or released Certified Lover Boy, it broke Kanye's, Kanye's record. record. In half the time. So when Donda released, it re- like I said, it surpassed the 60 million streams in 24 hours. When Drake released Certified Lover Boy, it surpassed 60 million streams in 12 hours. So it just shows that, you know, of course, streaming is the thing where we're not buying CDs. You know, we're not right. ripping them into iTunes or anything like that. Everybody is streaming them. But if you can get to the levels of a Kanye and a Drake, you can actually do some good numbers via streaming. Yeah. Now, again, this doesn't count Spotify, doesn't count Tidal, doesn't count Google Music, just for Apple Music streaming. But it just seems like all of this, like we talked about in the pre-show, all this manufactured fake or yeah. passive aggressive beef is actually working for them because people are running out and streaming these albums repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And that's doing nothing but bumping up all those numbers for them. Mm -hmm. Driving those numbers up. I can see after Drake did this, I can visually see Kanye doing the Cuba Gooding Jr. air fighting from Boys in the Hood. Right. Because he broke the record and it was like this whole big thing. And, you know, everybody's talking about it. And then here you go. A few days later, I don't even think it was a full week. Like a few days later, here comes Certified Lover Boy and just smashes it. In half the time, so. Yep, yep. In only twenty four hours. Yeah, and only twenty four hours of availability. So we'll see who is the next artist that can come and topple that, whether it be uh, Beyonce or a Jay Z or somebody. You know, I think I can't think of who whose record that Kanye beat. Um, some lady, but I I can't think uh, of her name. Taylor Swift. no, Lady it's Gaga? no, some a newer person. I can't think of her name. Anyway, I'm not even going to try because I can't think of her name. But, uh, but I think like, probably the next two people who could possibly beat it. I heard Kendrick is coming oh, supposedly right. this year. Okay. Um, you know, people have been waiting for the Avon Lady Rihanna to drop her right. album. Uh, so I think those are probably the only two. Um, in addition, I mean, we know we're not getting Jay- new music from Jay Z. He's done with that. Well, you never know. Think- he was both. He was both on. He was on both. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, I think he's probably. I think he's probably done. past it. Yeah. I think right. we'll get features, and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'm done. Okay. Um, and maybe Beyonce, if she comes out with something, I don't know if she's mentioned anything, but of course she doesn't. She just kind of shows up. And right. drop stuff. So between those three, those are probably the only three that I can think of right now that could possibly top um, Drake's latest record. All right. All right. But let us know in the comments. Let us know on social media. Who do you think would be the next person to topple Drake's Apple Music streaming record of 60 million streams in under 12 hours? That's a tall feat, but I'm pretty sure somebody's can do it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. So that is it for the lowdown. Let's move on to second string where we talk all things tech. Um, like we've mentioned before, uh, ransomware is nothing new. It's going to become a staple in the future as it relates to our technologically connected world. And it looks like colleges are under attack now, uh, specifically our beloved HBCUs, uh, namely Howard University has been the latest to come under fire from ransomware. The incident was discovered on September 3rd, just weeks after students returned to campus when the university's enterprise technology services detected quote unquote unusual activity on the user on the university's network and intentionally shut the school down in order to investigate. Of course, Howard says like all of, all the other ones say um, there's no evidence yeah. that yeah, yeah. There's no evidence that anybody's personal data was leaked or used nefariously, but that's Howard University has 9,500 undergrad and graduate students. Uh, so time will tell if some of that information is actually used nefariously. Of course, like I said, the university says there's no evidence to suggest that, but you know, that's the way things are nowadays. So like we mentioned, and I think they called in the FBI to help look, help them look at this too. I think I saw somewhere. Right, right. But the thing is, you know, you thought or you would have you would have thought of all things to cancel classes would have been COVID, you know, with mm -hmm. all the spikes, you know, with all the mass debates. Delta, Mu, Lamma, right, right. Gamma, all the all the girls. Right. All the variants that is coming down the pike. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing we thought in this whole COVID or post COVID or whatever you want to call it, you, you, you didn't think that ransomware would shut down an entire university. But again, like I said, that's the future we're currently living in. You know, more and more and more businesses, institutions are going to be attacked. So if you don't want to fall victim, please make sure you are paying attention and taking security as it relates to technology seriously. Please be using com uh, complex passwords. Please don't use the same passwords everywhere. Definitely lock down your devices and your accounts with two-factor authentication because soon you're going to fall victim. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Get on your VPN. There are plenty of VPN clients out there. Right. Yep, yep. Get you one of those. They aren't expensive um, yep. to do your web traffic. Lock down those home routers. Make yep. sure you are changing the passwords. I know that's one thing a lot of people don't do is when you get a new modem or a new gateway from your wireless provider or internet provider, you just use their password under on the bottom of the little modem. Please change that and use put something, something more. Yeah, use something more complex. But those are just my suggestions. Again, um, I can't say that I didn't warn you. And I will say I told you so <laughs> when I find out you were <laughs> hacked or something. You were caught slipping. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, next up on second string is uh, something that I found surprising with all of the billions of people who have accounts on YouTube. It looks like people are staying on TikTok longer or watching videos longer than on YouTube, which again, was just surprising because nowadays, anytime I type in how to anything, it takes me to a YouTube video. But yep. again, that could be that three to five minute time that I'm watching it and then I'm out versus mm -hmm. people when they're on TikTok, they are on TikTok for like hours. Again, I know. And because I've, the videos are so quick, 
mm-hmm. and they roll into the next, it's just like constant, you know. Right, right. Once you you're catch in it. there, you get in a rabbit hole and it's hard to get out. Right, right, right. So uh, this story that I'm reading, it says a new study has found that U.S. users are watching more than 24 hours of TikTok content each month versus just the 22 hours and 40 minutes for YouTube. Again, UK users, those are just US users. UK users spend almost 26 hours per month watching TikTok versus just 16 hours for YouTube. And those are just for Android numbers. That's not iPhone. You know, that's not Apple. You know, that's not any sort of, um, uh, Macs or Windows or Google Pixel, anything like that. That's just, Android devices. And again, like you mentioned, because the short form videos to where they're just maybe at the longest, they're like 60 seconds. Most of them are even shorter than that. And everybody trying to go viral. Everybody's doing the same type of video to where, you know, everybody's same trying type to of content. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, but they're trying to add their own thing to it, you know, which, you know, gets more people involved because everybody's trying to go viral. So I just thought that was weird and surprising. Because YouTube definitely has more viewers, but when people are on TikTok, they're watching TikTok longer than watching YouTube. Like I said, I may stay on YouTube for thirty minutes at the longest. Came for right, right. To find when you're on TikTok, you didn't know you needed to see this dog, you know, chasing a butterfly. Right. But now you're watching all the videos of this dog doing whatever it does because you got hooked in. Because he was cute and he was chasing a butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you got to take TikTok seriously. There are people who are really making money just on TikTok, not necessarily as an influencer, whether on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. They're just on TikTok and their whole setup is on TikTok, you know, so I guess. Yeah, I saw one. I saw one thing. It was this girl. Um, it was, it's some song about, you know, I can't even remember the song, but it's like a little poppy song that everybody knows. And she started off saying, what do you think I do for a living? And people would guess. And then she'd do a little dance in that outfit. And she went from like, you know, a small amount of users to like 2 million mm-hmm. or 3 million in over like the course of days, I think. And so now all these sports teams, professional teams are having her because people said, oh, I think she's a football player. So now she's on this football team. I think she did the Detroit Lions. So it's those things where it takes a little bit longer, I think, on YouTube to quote unquote pop. Mm-hmm. While on TikTok, you are able to pop off so quick and mm-hmm. go viral so quick and, you know, become an influencer that way. So I definitely mm-hmm. think TikTok is encrouching on uh, YouTube's uh, market space. And I think and to, YouTube's going to have to come up with something. To- but they have already. I was going to say they've got YouTube shorts to where oh, you can go okay. on YouTube and do the little short form YouTube videos. But it's not as creative. I've been, I've watched a couple of them. Definitely not as creative as on TikTok. Most people who do the YouTube shorts are doing like a small snippet of the longer form longer video, video that they YouTube. would put on gotcha. YouTube. They're not doing it's not like standalone. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So again, like I said, the TikTok folks are creating or copying um content specifically for that specific audience. And then maybe if they've got 
Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. They're doing something totally different over there versus TikTok is really like that. I can see that. How can I go viral on this thing? And then once I go viral, you know, how do I originate, be the originator of this content? Because another thing that I've noticed, I'm not on TikTok at all. I kind of just hang out on Instagram. And what I've noticed is trying to find out who started this type of video is hard. It's so hard. <laughs> you know, you don't uh, know who the original content creator is. And right. I think people, because I, I have a TikTok, but I've never used it. I pretty mm-hmm. much just got it just to get my name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see all the TikTok videos on Twitter and you don't know who originated. And I think people have started to say like in the comment below the video originated by or from whoever. But so that's I've just where people do that. Right. But I, I've seen that as well. And I've tried to go down a rabbit hole and all they did was link where they got it from. You got to mm-hmm. go like another. You, I mean, you got to really got to do some investigative reporting to find work. out. Right. Who came up with it? Who who decided to use this song to do this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so you can find out. OK, because I always want to know where this come from. Same thing with memes. Right. I'm always like, all right, well, what movie is this? You know, mm-hmm. what, what phrases, what songs has come off of? It's almost impossible to do that on TikTok, which again, that could pose an issue because we've talked about it before. You know, there are a lot of creators, specifically black creators who are not getting their credit. And, you know, n- with everybody trying to go popular, trying to go viral by imitating or putting their own spin on this spin on something else. this original piece of content that originator that credit can in fact get lost and it has gotten lost before so it'd be interesting to see how tiktok combats that because people Especially are on everything tiktok everything is being monetized yeah everything's and, being you yep. know you want to make sure you're getting the the, the money credit for at the very the, least the, the, the appropriate person is getting their share of the money of what they created right Yep. So we'll definitely see how they uh, attack that. Um, But I think that's it for second string. And we're going to move right into for the culture. And again, uh, Facebook is at it again. You know, that's our favorite. Facebooking. Yep. That's our favorite punching bag Um, this week. It kind of hit kind of close, kind of hit kind of close to home. Apparently, Facebook has issued an apology after its artificial intelligence technology mislabeled a video featuring a black man in altercations with white police, white police officers and civilians. It labeled the video about primates as in apes, as in monkeys, you know, you know, black people have got their long history with being referred to being, uh, yeah, as monkeys. So Facebook is not helping at all by accidentally labeling a video or or videos. It didn't say black man. It said black men in altercations with white police officers and labeled it as about primates. So, for example, if I were to watch one of these videos with a black man in altercations with white police, you would typically see a subtitle or subcaption says, "See more about." So, in this case, you see this altercation with black men with white police, and the subtitle will say see more about primates as it relates to this video with no animals, with no apes in particular in it, 
So I don't know what the artificial intelligence is doing. I don't know if it has to do with skin color. I don't know if somebody behind the scenes is purposely doing this bias, but Mm -hmm. the Facebook artificial intelligence is not doing black folks no favors by labeling some of these videos as about primates. Of course, Facebook put out a response and says, I quote, this was clearly an unacceptable error and we disabled the entire topic recommendation feature as soon as we realized this was happening so we could investigate the cause and prevent this from happening again. So I guess I wanted to see, get your um, your thoughts. We've talked about artificial intelligence before. We talked about bias in coding, bias in machine learning. We talked about all of the scientists who've kind of made aware that, hey, we've got this thing out here. It could mislabel people could misidentify people. This is just the latest, um, the latest proof that there are some issues as it relates to artificial intelligence, as it relates to, you know, machine learning, all those things. I guess I want to get your, uh, feedback on something like this. As a person who is a software engineer in the AI ML space, um, this really, to me, calls out something that I purposefully try to do in my work. It's so important and it's so key. I don't know how many times it has to be said that you have to have diverse people of all genders, ethnicities, religions doing the work behind the scenes that trains these algorithms and applies these algorithms to the data so that these type of things don't happen. Are you able to ever eliminate bias? No. Can you get the confidence levels low? Of course. Will one-off issues pop up? Sure. But what we've seen time and time again, particularly with Facebook and some of your other larger tech companies, is that it's not just a one-off. It's always something to this effect. And it says to me, they disabled the topic. Okay. But are you going to get to the root cause of how this happened? And if you do do this investigation, and I'm using that in air quotes, what type of investigation is it? Are you going to then come back and say, or present this is your what we result found. Right. from your investigation. This is what we found, and this is what we're going to do to come back. reduce uh-huh. the instances of this happening again and again. So yeah. it's one of those things where after you know the toothpaste is out of the tube, you're not be- going to be able to get it back in, but what proactive steps are you going to take to ensure that this is not going to happen again. Again, I don't know the data set that they're using. I don't know what their algorithms are used to train this data. Is some of this data coming from comments? Um, is it coming from titles of, of videos when people post things? Because we know, as you said, the history with Black people and racism and black folks being labeled as monkeys or apes, animals, banana peels being put in emojis, mm-hmm. being put in comments. Is that what they're 
is that a part of their data set? Are they are they training the algorithms on data from you know comments or headings or whatever the case may be? What what are you doing? What data are you using for this? How are you training this data? It right. doesn't sound like it's very efficient at this point because not only <laughs> did they label it about primates, but at the same time, the little, like you said, little subtext at the bottom keeps seeing videos about primates. Mm-hmm. Are these two linked in some kind of way or right. are they pulling data from the same place? What is actually going on with your data set and your model and right. how are you going to fix it? And are you going to be transparent about what you find and and what you plan to do to fix it. Right. Because the question, the question is how, right. Mm-hmm. Of all the things to link together, mm-hmm. how do black men and mm-hmm. primates somehow link together, whether it be a suggestion, whether it be a label, whether it be whatever the case may be, how does that specific connection made, you know, and more importantly, How is it a coincidence? Because we want to. We really I'm pretty sure there are people out there who are arguing, who are listening to this, who are arguing up and down saying, well, it's just a coincidence. You know, um, how is it it, always a coincidence when it's happening to black people? That's 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 what I was getting to. If it was a coincidence, (laughs) then it would be happening to other racial groups. Exactly. Always. It always seems to happen to black folks. Right. So that's that's not a coincidence and that's not a valid that's not a valid uh, statement. And if right. you do think that, then I think you may need to check some of your own bias and some of your own prejudice at the same time. Right. Because it keeps happening. And mm-hmm. then the point I was going to get at is, you know, um, was it? Uh, is it right. That, that, and that's kind of get what I what I was going to get it. You know, is this a mistake as it relates to artificial intelligence, you know, or was this like specific? Did somebody purposely, you know, is this human intervention and not AI intervention? Right. Which goes back to as long as humans are training or creating the programs and giving them the tools to learn, which is the whole point of artificial intelligence is supposed to learn on its own machine learning. It takes the data, it takes the information and creates based off of this data set. Who's it's providing the data? It's supposed to mimic human behavior. Who so is giving them the data? Who's giving them the information? Who, who's giving them the data to mimic? Because if <laughs> right. this is mimicking human behavior, it's doing a good job. Human, <laughs> which human is it mimicking? Right, right. And like I said, it's doing a good job because it specific took some specific references and linked them together. Not just right. it didn't relate black people to doorknobs. It didn't relate them to televisions. It didn't relate them to cars or airplanes. It related them to primates. A known, which a known racist sentiment yep. Yep. that has been around since we were brought here against yep. our will. So uh, yep. dec- uh, centuries ago. Yep. So more the same, it seems like until we get some true diversity, get some true some true diversity <laughs> when I mean, it comes I mean, to that's really it. Because right. again, 
the goal is for these models to mimic. That's why they call it artificial intelligence. You mm-hmm. are trying to mimic human interactions. Mm-hmm. And if the humans behind it are biased in their own opinions, whether they're intentionally doing it or not, if mm-hmm. they just have deep-seated biases that they may not even consider mm-hmm. uh, as a bias. It's just the way they think, the way they brought up, their mindset. It may not even be anything that is, like I said, intentionally meant to be ill-willed. Right. It's a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. And a part of who they are is being informed in their work. Right, because the last thing I need is some Tesla robot to be calling me a monkey. <laughs> right. Or, or being willing to run over you in the street because they don't recognize black skin. Right. Or black skin can be ran over. You know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So that is it for the culture. We're going to move right into the hookup. Uh, speaking of altercations with the police... Uh, something that I found that was pretty cool that I did not know you could do. And I tested it and I was like, huh, all right, that's pretty cool and very useful is being able to force your phone to unlock using your passcode instead of face ID. If you have a face ID phone or iPad or touch ID, if you have one of the older iPads or iPhones with touch ID. Again, the reason why you would want to do this in my case, in Nika's case, there may be some instances to where federal officials, the police or somebody that you don't want to give access to your phone by using your thumbprint or your fingerprint or holding the phone up to your face is you would want to add this quick locking to where they have to use your passcode. Because, you know, I don't want to get into the details or into the weeds, but there are are cases in court right now to where the argument is my passcode is something that I know. My thumbprint or my face is something that I am. So when I am dealing with authorities, can they use my face, which is something that I am, or my thumbprint, which is who I am? Are they can they legally use that to unlock my phone versus me not incriminating myself and not giving out my passcode? Because the general sentiment is I can't incriminate myself. So I'm legally not obligated to give you my passcode. But am I incriminating myself if they're using my face, if they're using my thumb? Can you bypass that, you know. I do choose to remain silent. Can right. you bypass that by merely holding my phone up to my face because I don't have to touch it. You can just right. put it up. You can, as another person, you can hold it. And if it unlocks, I didn't force you to do anything. I didn't incriminate myself. Right. So right. all the, without, again, without getting all into the weeds, if that is a concern of yours, or you just got a nosy boyfriend or girlfriend lurking around and they're waiting, waiting on you to fall asleep to dr- Bring your thumb over it's to unlock the device. <laughs> right. So basically what you do to force your phone or your iPad or whatever to use your passcode to unlock is for devices with face ID. Basically what you do is you press and hold the side button and either the volume up or the volume down to hard lock your phone. So what's going to happen is 
you're going to do this, press your, and I'll try to hold my phone up for those who are listening, pretending like you see my phone. I'm pressing and holding both the power button and the volume up or the volume down button. If you hold those for two seconds, you'll get that slide to power off screen. And you'll also see if you've got medical ID, if you set up your medical ID or your emergency SOS, you'll see it on that screen as well. But what will happen is if you try to slide up or you try to put your thumb to unlock or your finger to unlock it, it will force to ask for your password. It won't try to use your face. It won't try to use your thumb. So for the people with touch ID that you have to actually have the home button, if you just press and hold the power button until you see that unlock slide to unlock, the only way to unlock your phone is to use your passcode. So that's my tip for the week. If you need to force your phone to unlock using a passcode, you use those button combinations and you, the only way you can get into your phone is you use the passcode. So that is my, I tried it. So that is my uh, hookup tip for the week. Uh, Definitely. If you got somebody nosy hanging around or you need to um, prohibit access to your device using your biometrics, definitely use that tip. So other than that, Nika, if you don't have anything this week, we are going to get out of here. Uh, we want to thank you for your support. Uh, one of the ways you can support is if by you download rating and reviewing us, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Spotify. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SnobOSCast. If you want to watch us on video, we're on YouTube. If you go to at SnobOSCast on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe, comment and share, do all the YouTube things. Uh, you can definitely hit us up on the website. We're at SnobOSCast.com or you can shoot us an email at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. You know, you can write us, you know, what you like, what you didn't like. If you want to have a conversation, whatever the case may be, you can do it that way. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, you do it a couple ways. You can join our Patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash cast for as little as $5 a month. You'll get access to our exclusive pre-show. You get access to the show early versus waiting until Friday. We record all our shows on Wednesday. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you get it that day up until Friday. Or you can uh, join our chat community where we talk about Anything under the sun as it relates to anything, (laughs) whether it be technology or not. Uh, Definitely, we want to, if you just want to give us a a one time, I call it our our love offering, you can definitely hit us up on paypal.me forward slash snobos and you can give us a one time shout out via your uh, PayPal account. Uh, Other than that, I think that is it. Until next week, peace. Bye, everybody.